producers behind the scenes at Score North and 1500 ESPN have sports opinions. So they want you to hear them. It's the perfect digital sports soapbox to scratch that Minnesota sports itch. This is the Score North Taxi Squad. The leftovers are all eaten up and Tupperware'd. All the Black Friday and Cyber Monday shopping's all done. Uh, I suppose all the belt buckles are back on begrudgingly. You know, mine's still, you know, maybe a little bit tight. I suppose the only thing left to do as we wrap up the season of Thanks and Giving is to talk about another monumental and just crazy week in Minnesota sports. Welcome into Taxi Squad, everybody. A Score North, oh, excuse me, original podcast. I'm one of the cabbies on duty today. My name is Jason Stormer, along with Artist Woods and AJ Fredrickson. Uh, guys, um, I gobbled up a ton of food on Thanksgiving. Turkey, mashed potatoes, mac and cheese. I was in charge of the mac and cheese. It turned out primo. But the thing I gobbled up the most was a 33-26 to 26 victory by the Minnesota Vikings over the New England Patriots. A uh, victory that was sorely needed out of, because of the beatdown that they experienced at the hand of the Dallas Cowboys. Guys, this was the bounce-back game that I needed. How about you guys? What would you think of the game? Uh, I thought the game was solid. I thought it was solid. Um, I had a nice Thanksgiving, you know, so... Yeah. Ate some good food, sat back and watched the game. All the games, actually. Yes. Um. And yeah, I thought the game was pretty solid. I thought the game was pretty solid. I want to. I want to let AJ introduce himself before we dive too deep into it, because I have a lot to say about it. Um. Because I didn't like everything I saw. I did not like everything I saw. Of course. But I am overall, you know, to start. I'm happy with another Minnesota Vikings win. That's all you can ask for. Yeah, and welcome in once again to another great episode of uh, of Taxi Squad. I uh, I'm still riding high off that win. Maybe a little, little bit of that stuffing is still in me sitting around somewhere, but mm. uh, yeah, no, a, a good win, a chaotic win. I mean, there, we had a kickoff return touchdown. We had an interception by Kirk, who then turns around and leads the offense to five consecutive scores on five consecutive drives. Yeah. Um, the defense showed up late. Mac Jones early looked like he was prime Joe Montana. It was, it was a wild game. It was a wild game. Um, but hey. It's it, it's been the theme for the team this season for the Minnesota Vikings. It doesn't matter how it doesn't matter when it's either they're getting blown out <laughs> or they're going to win close. And luckily, we we won close again. Uh, we not we saw another close win. And um, on, on a day where everybody's cholesterol probably rose a little <laughs> bit, it wasn't just because of the game that time. It was probably the, the blood pressure from the Vikings uh, and all that turkey and stuffing. So uh, the good win. Primetime win, which I think <laughs> is the biggest thing. First time the Vikings have hosted a Thanksgiving Day game. So to get that seven o'clock time slot, uh, Kirk puts the primetime stuff. I'm not, it's, it, he still has a not great record on primetime, but yeah. you know, it's, it's the classic. What have you done for me recently? So you, you, you beat the Patriots in primetime on Thanksgiving on a major holiday when all of America is watching. So congrats to you, Kirk. Um, you wear that turtleneck, baby. You wear that. Do you guys see that post game? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Mrs. Cousins apparently lays out what he's going to wear for every post game presser. What a, what a pick. What a pick. For some reason, I'm thinking her name is Julie. But for the sake <laughs> of not being correct on that, Mrs. Cousins with a huge, huge selection. Stealthy. The stealthy turtleneck. <laughs> yes. I, I would love to go go to Kohl's with the cousins because I assume that's where they do all I, of their shopping. They're they're just rolling in the Kohl's cash and everything. I'd love to go spend a Saturday at Kohl's with the cousins. I think he's upgraded. <laughs> I think he's upgraded. Oh. This season. I th- I think like training camp, yeah. But after 
the first couple first couple chain appearances he's he's moved up from from Coles and TJ Maxx to probably like Louis Vuitton and Balenciaga and he, he he's 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 dressing like a starting quarterback that's making that much probably should he he in his bag, man. That's that's what I, we call it. He, like he's it. in his bag, and I'm happy to see it. I'm definitely happy to see it. I don't want to be this guy, but I have to be this guy. Please be. Um, Brock, I can't get a beat for this defense. Like, I don't know what to expect out of this defense week in and week out. Like, sometimes they look great. They get the necessary stops. They'll limit you to, you know, 20 points or right around, you know, 22. And then the next game, they'll get – scorched by Mac Jones who yeah. hasn't had a great season. The Patriots <laughs> offense has a little prior. Literally, literally. Yep. Three three points a week prior. It, it just it make it makes no sense, you know. And that's the most frustrating thing about it. It's like they find ways to win and at the end of the day you have to be happy about the win. But man, what is up? You know they are ranked 31st in the league right now in total defense. Mhm. Yep. Like it's bad. When you look at where this team ranks like their offense is ranked kind of middle of the pack. You can't believe they're nine and two. Well, that's that not to like cut off your train of thought here, but that is my thought process on it. It's not a question of whether they're good or bad. Yeah. It's they're bad, but it's when <laughs> do they want to decide to be good? It's yeah. the, you it's know, the fourth you, quarter. You could, mm-hmm. you could, you could put a, you know, a you could put a pile of crap in a, in a nice dress. It's still a pile of crap, you know? Mm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Just because it looks a little prettier doesn't mean just because you have that interception late in the game to seal it. You have that late sack doesn't mean you're not still a pile of crap. So um, it's it, it's when you want to be good. The, I just I need more if this team wants to be good, um, especially in the postseason, because right now, like it's they don't give me any reassurance. Yeah. For how how mm-hmm. often we see this offense like have that mid game lull where it's just the, as soon as the second and third quarters come around, it's like, all right, we're not going to do anything except for this past week. Um, they just, and then the fourth quarter surge, the fourth quarter furious rally is, is mm-hmm. Judd Zolgad might, uh, might talk about it, but um, I need the defense to be a little more consistent and granted it's going to be tough because they're hurt. So I'm not yeah. expecting they They don't need to be like the purple people eaters and all that stuff. I just need to be middle of the road. I'm not. I'm not asking for a lot. Just you know, pressure the make, make him make the quarterback throw a, a, an uneasy pass. Make him feel a little threatened. Or um, if he's gonna throw and a receiver's gonna be open, make him feel like as soon as I catch this, I'm getting drilled. You know, I mean, uneasy because that's that's good for some of these younger, maybe less established wide receivers. That's good for maybe one or two drops a game, just for the sake of like the antsiness of it. You know, we we've seen that mm-hmm. week one. Christian Watson, I know he was wide open, but he dropped that one. Maybe it's that that jitter. Um, it, we've seen it uh, where the presence of sometimes the defense is enough to just like bail you out. And the Vikings, they have that at times, but they they've been really pulling. They they've been they've been the the like kids' birthday magicians. They're bad. They're bad. <laughs> yeah. And the adults know they're bad, but they're gonna wow the heck out of those five year olds. They're really gonna shine for those five year olds. <laughs> it's like that card trick. Yeah. The Jack of Diamonds, that's your card. We saw you pull it out of your sleeve, but for the for some people in the room, you are a god right now, and that's what defense is. <laughs> they're, they're bad. It's just sometimes they show that they have a little magic up their sleeves. Yeah, it's hard. Sometimes, man, it's frustrating to watch, man, because if somebody would have told me before this game Mac Jones was going to throw for 382 yards mm-hmm. and two touchdowns, I would have laughed. 
I would have been crying in laughter because again, we haven't seen this from this offense almost all year, and no. that was just I was that was frustrating for me. Now, on the flip side, it is nice to see Kirk Cousins in the offense bounce back and have the type of output that they had after having three points against the Cowboys. And that's even crazy in itself, too, because it's like, okay, two great defenses one day, three points. The next time, 33. Kirk lights it up against one of the best pass defenses in the league. It's like, what? I'm thinking, okay, they're going to come out, they're going to run the ball because the Patriots, you know, pass defense is legit. They are airing it out. Patriots did do a good job of stuffing the run. Mm -hmm. But Kirk is out there airing it out, dealing. And it's just like, yo, I thought Bill Belichick would take Justin Jefferson out of the game. Not completely. (laughs) But nine receptions, 139 yards. If you guys can't tell, I'm confused today. I'm just confused. This is a weird team. This <laughs> man, is a weird team, especially weird, because like you're a fan of a team where it's really cut and dry right now. You guys pretty much know exactly where the Eagles stand right now. Even right. if you know things have been a little shaky the last couple weeks, you're still an established team. You're a Super Bowl contender. Nobody is questioning that. Even though the Vikings, you know, got this W against the Patriots and stuff, I, I think. I saw some of the odds, like the Niners, um, uh, who else is at the top of the NFC, even maybe even the Bucks and stuff like that. The, uh, the Cowboys, of course, have like leapfrogged the Vikings in terms of, you know, I think maybe reaching the Super Bowl or reaching the NFC championship game. Right. Um, and, you know, I mean, Vegas had Dallas winning that game and we were all wondering that we were wondering why. And it turns out that like, OK, maybe Vegas is onto something. And like looking back at all that, I'm going to be hard pressed to ever like dispute what Vegas is putting out there because I totally just threw that away. And I was just like, how is it possible that the Cowboys are favored in this game? Well, yeah, Vegas knew exactly that. Um, Yeah, I, I, I knew right away with the Patriots going down and scoring on their first drive. I knew I was just like, all right, it's going to be another like day like this for the Minnesota Vikings, even though the New England Patriots should not be putting up 26 points on you. Um, I think moving forward, guys, and look, this defense is not getting any healthier. Andrew Booth is now out for the season. Uh, that cornerback room is still getting smaller and smaller. We hope that Cam Dancer will be coming back soon. Patrick Peterson is still Patrick Peterson. We love him and everything like that. But that room is thin. I think a Caleb Evans is on the mend as well. But th- there's some issues there. And so, like, ugh, man, it's just, I don't know how we can expect this Vikings defense to not give up at least 20 points to every opponent moving forward. I think that's like a pretty reasonable expectation to set moving forward because I don't know what kind of adjustments really can make they can make except for just getting healthier hopefully like guys like Zadarius Smith can also get on the mend here pretty soon too and there's also some offensive guys that hopefully that they can uh, get fixed here too hopefully Christian Derrissaw can come back this week and some other guys as well and yeah it's just this is what we have to expect from this Minnesota Vikings team moving forward um Hopefully we can fix things Unpre- like the turnover. What was that? I was gonna say unpredictability is yeah, what you I know. can like. You don't. I, know. I, I don't know. Like one thing that has been for certain, like AJ has said, though they they win games. They find a way to win the game, whatever is necessary. But it it is very hard to predict. Like okay, this is how this game is gonna go because you just you really never know with this football team. Right. I think that does make them one of the elite contenders in the NFC because they show you they could beat you a, a number of different ways. The defense can step up and make stops mm-hmm. at times, or the defense can bend, practically break, and the offense can carry it away as well. They can score on special teams. So they can beat you in a lot of different ways. So I, I really disagree when other people have so many teams ranked above the Vikings as far as being contenders in the NFC. But 
I I get it from the standpoint of like you just don't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Like I always go into these games, okay, I think I have a pretty good idea, and then I it ends and I'm like, I have no clue yeah. what just happened. <laughs> the flip from the Dallas game to this Patriots game is what <laughs> I'm, t- I'm telling I know, you, I, what the short week was key here. Yeah. I think it was so key. I think just because they had a couple days to be able to get that taste out of them, I think that was a big thing. And, and even though the Vikings didn't play necessarily great in this game, they did. It, it, that was a pretty typical Vikings win that we've seen throughout the entire season, right? Very true. Very um, true. Kirk playing really well in really key moments. Even Kirk making mistakes. He had another interception. That was in the first quarter. And that's another testament to Kirk right there because there have been plenty of games where Kirk has thrown early interceptions and he's gone into a shell of himself for the rest of the game. No, this was not the case. Kirk came out and balled. And so, yeah, it's... I mean, we won't talk about the Jets game yet, but like, yeah, it's kind of it's hard to predict moving forward because we know that the blowout potential with this team is there. They they can get absolutely destroyed any given Sunday, but then they can also come back in just mere days. Down fourteen, yeah, come back, you know, shortly off between games. Looking back, this will be a very weird first year for Kevin O'Connell. Yeah, because just so much has happened that I think more first year head coaches deal with. Because, I mean, this is one of more uh, successful teams than most first-year head coaches deal with in the first place. And so it's just, there's just so many different things that have happened. And it's just, and now we move forward and it's just like, okay, I mean, is this team legit? Is it not? And mm-hmm. frankly, I mean, I'm leaning towards it being more legit again, for sure, because I obviously I was very hesitant after the Cowboys game. But yeah. now I really felt like the ship was righted here. I, I really do. Even if it wasn't the most pretty of wins, it was a win regardless. And, you know, I think a lot of people were potentially willing to jump ship on the Vikings locally and nationally. And this is exactly what you needed. And he got it in prime time, too. And this is definitely one of the most um, Kirk getting people to shut up games I think he's had in his career. Yeah. Because this is one of the biggest primetime games I think he's had in his career. It doesn't really get much bigger than Thanksgiving night. So I'm, I'm very encouraged by it. Very encouraged. Mm-hmm. You mentioned him earlier, and if we don't want to focus, if we don't have a conversation about this, let me know. I can just rescind <laughs> this entire statement. But um, did you guys see this random beef that popped up on on Twitter today between Pat Pete and Kyler Murray? Yes, I did. I did not. I saw what? it. Okay. Uh, just to fill in Jason, and then Artis, I'll maybe see if you can fill me in, because I don't know where this is coming from. Mm-hmm. But... Patrick Peterson on the All Things Covered podcast, which I believe is Patrick Peterson and maybe some other people's podcast that they do. He said, Kyler Murray doesn't care about nobody but Kyler Murray, to which that quote was taken by PFF and Kyler Murray quote tweeted and said, this isn't true. You're on some weird stuff for the PG audiences out there. Uh, You've got my number. If you really felt like this is a quote, big bro or a quote mentor, you're supposed to call me and tell me, not drag me on your podcast so you can grow. What is happening? Where is this I, coming from? You are so not. I don't, you, <laughs> you beat them weeks ago. I understand you played for the team and you played with him. What a weird shot just to randomly throw out in your podcast. That's like me. Um. Um. Hold on. <laughs> what can I do here? What can I do here? No, I. I don't. I don't want to. <laughs> I want to. I want to make a joke. Rip, I, rip I, another I, score, North Host. Just do it. Uh, hey, hey, Ross Brendel, keep your shirt on. Yeah, yeah. He, okay, yeah. Finally, someone had to tell him. Honestly, I if, if he if he hears this, that'd be hilarious. But Ross, keep your shirt on. I'm gonna let him know. 
No, I, I don't really. Honestly, I don't really know where it comes from either, AJ. I, from my understanding, and I don't know the details, but from my understanding, um, Pat P and the Cardinals split up on bad terms, and okay. you know it was some mm-hmm. some. I think Pat P was pretty upset yes. at the way everything went down with the Cardinals at the end of his tenure there. So and Pat, I don't P, no, oh, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. Go so ahead. Pat P claims that the GM, who I think is still the GM there, never called him right after he got that. released or anything. And he's still waiting for a call because I think Pat P brought that up after the Cardinals game this year. But I mean, they played the Cardinals last year too, and that was in Arizona, and everybody thought, all right, that's the Pat P, you know, revenge opportunity. Even though the Vikings lost, and I think he played okay and stuff like that, I think everybody thought it was kind of like buried there because, yeah, he he got to play his old team. Usually, when you do that for the first time, you know, okay, we're we're good, like we're moving yeah. on. Uh, no, that, that has not been the case. He was talking about them in um, training camp as yeah. well. Yeah, um, he didn't bring up Kyler Murray at all, but. <laughs> He's obviously bringing him up now. Brought him up uh, when they played. Um, I, I think he guaranteed he was going to catch two interceptions that game Did against he? Kyler. I think I'm pretty <laughs> look, sure he said that. Look, I love Pat. We all love Pat P. And you know what? His play is backed up. Um, he, I mean, I, he can say stuff like this maybe because he's had a really good season, but. Um, obviously, he didn't have a great relationship with Kyler while he was there, I, and clearly that's carried over now. And for him to just kind of. I mean, yeah, I don't have the full context of the clip that he did uh, with his, I think it's his cousin, uh, uh, something McFadden, I don't know his first yeah, name. Brian, Brian, Brian McFadden. McFadden. Yeah, he used to play for the Steelers. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, and so, yeah, I don't I don't have the full context here, but this, but yes, you're right. There is a pattern of Patrick Peterson still bringing up stuff about his old team, even though he hasn't I, played I, for I them for a while. I think it's just a Cardinals thing, because did you hear, uh, like, this is on, you can go find this, it's on the Vikings, like, YouTube, after their win against the Cardinals this season, I want to say, right? They played them at some point. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, after they beat them. Um, yeah. Jordan Hicks was doing an interview, and he talked about how at one point when he was still a part of the Cardinals organization, some random person printed out an email that was sent by a season ticket holder saying that Jordan Hicks specifically is the reason why they weren't renewing their season tickets for the following yeah. season. Somebody just something like that too. printed that out, taped it on his locker and then left it there for him to find. And he's like, well, what, what is this? <laughs> what is this? And yeah, right. I think it might just be a Cardinals thing. Dude. That is some passive aggressive stuff right there. It is like that's something you'd think a Minnesota what's the, franchise would what's do. The, what's the thought process? Why? Why that? Just why being is he a seeing, jerk? Why is he seeing that email? That doesn't make right. any sense. Whatever. That's so. Yeah, and who put it there? Yeah, I, I, who, my, who my, put it weird? What? What? No, inter- my, what my inter- initial toxic. Into- <laughs> my initial thoughts though, when I came across the like Pat P quote, was just like. Again, we don't know. I don't know all the details about why he's upset with the Cardinals because I'm sure it's even deeper than what we just explained with them. Obviously, bringing up Kyler and what was that? Kyler killed him in Warzone. Oh, that might be it too. You know, (laughs) Warzone makes you mad. Some double XP weekend too. Not cool, (laughs) right? But dog, you said I did have a moment where I was just like double XP codes. Doesn't care about anybody but himself. We need more Doritos (laughs) Mountain Dew. I did have a moment though where I was like, all right, come on, Pat, man. Just let it go. It might be time to just let it go, man. Like it's from my understanding that podcast talks about a lot a lot of different sports teams. So I think the Mm -hmm. Cardinals just kind of came up um within the 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 context of the conversation and that 
it just he said he, he just flat like, out said it too. I actually saw it on Instagram. He just flat out said it, and it's like you can you didn't have to say that. No, yeah, what I mean, like, was, you didn't have to. You didn't have to. And I was trying to look. I, I'm not seeing like Kyler's not in the news for anything this no, week. He, like, but he has been in the news a lot oh, this offseason. But too. like that's what I'm saying. The whole like why did this come up now? Like where, even, where is this coming from? Like right now? Like why even, bring it up this moment? Even this season though, we saw him arguing a lot with his head coach too. Yeah, and so yeah. I'm guessing Kingsbury is going to be on his way out here. Yeah, that experiment. Yeah. I think I mean, he wasn't. He didn't really have a lot of cred before they hired him, anyway. Yeah. Now I'm just yeah. dreaming of a world where the Vikings get to the Super Bowl, and during Super Bowl media week, some reporters like, "Yeah, so Pat, can you talk about your journey here? Like your veteran, oh your back here." And he's like, "Yeah, you know, man, it's been a journey, and uh, this team's really special, and I really hate Kyler Murray, and you know, the opposition on the other side this week, uh, it's it's going to be tough." And wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. What was that you just said? Oh, uh, yeah, I hate Kyler Murray. Um, anyway, back, back to your question. Um, just taking um, shots randomly for no reason at Kyler Murray. Yeah. Just, yeah. Um, yeah. And I think I think the Cardinals are on hard knocks right now, actually. I think so. Um, I think, if I'm not mistaken, he was responding to something that, or Pappy was, was responding to something that Kyler has said about his coach or their system or something like that. And that came up on the podcast, okay. which made Pappy say what he said. But I still don't <laughs> think he... He could have avoided that. That's all I'm saying. Like, just come on, man. Pat P is an OG in football. He is some things he does not have to even address. You know what I mean? Like, some things you ain't, you know, that that's just my stance on it. Not that I disagree. I don't know Kyler Murray personally. But when I saw it, it was just like, you play for the Vikings. You guys are 9-2 and two right now. Like, let's leave the Cardinals alone. And, and that's you know the I mean? thing, like you know, Pat P does a, he 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 does this podcast. Like I've cut up a lot of clips of this, um, all things covered before. You know, he does plenty of like press conferences for the Vikings. Like he doesn't come off really as like a salty kind of like he doesn't. I mean, he's 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 got a chip on his shoulder for sure, as every football player usually does. But like you, I mean, sure, he kind of like maybe goes through the jargon during these press conferences and stuff like that. And but he doesn't. It, I don't know. Like the Cardinals must just have done something to really, really piss him off. Because yeah. I feel like this is even just slightly out of character. Because like, because like honestly, if you're thinking from a, just a locker room standpoint, from a football standpoint, yeah, why would it make any sense for any Viking player to bring up Kyler Murray right now? We're not focusing on Kyler Murray and the Cardinals right now. We're focusing on the Jets. Like our season has moved on. We played them. We beat them. Uh, they're probably not going to make the playoffs. They're not going to be something we're going to deal with for the rest of the season. So it's just like. What does it matter now? Well, yeah. clearly, the man felt like he was wronged. And you know what? Maybe Jordan Hicks being here, too, has reinforced some of the the things that he maybe thinks that, you know, the Cardinals did to him and stuff like that. So, Very I mean, true. but yeah, I guess it's not going away, I suppose. Um, and mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm sure Pat P and Kyler will be asked about this in their respective next press conferences with the media. I'm sure I'm sure it'll get brought up and we'll see what, how they respond. But uh, this league, this league, yeah. this league, it's all Call of Duty's fault. <laughs> I was more of, of a battlefield guy Jets? anyway. What was that? Speaking of this league, do we want to talk Jets? J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 goddamn Jets. Sure. Yeah, let's do it. Six, uh, no, seven and four, the New York Jets now riding that, uh, what is it, Mike White? Mike White, isn't mm-hmm. that the guy? Yes. My God, he tore up the Chicago Bears. He had a, an incredible game. Um, yeah, let's get into it. So, looks like the spread, Vikings are three-point favorites. The over-under is 44 and a half. Again, uh, gentlemen, 
I mean, I, I said it early on the podcast. I am hard pressed to predict a team to score less than twenty points on the Vikings um, for the rest of the season. And no matter who the quarterback is for the Jets, Zach Wilson, uh, Mike White, whoever it is, no matter how good they're playing, I would expect uh, the Jets to still put up a decent amount of uh, points on the Minnesota Vikings. What do you guys think? I hate this game. I hate hate this game because I think the Jets, according to what I saw most recently, have like the highest rated defense in the league. They're just good. They're good. Yep. Sauce Gardner good. is going to sauce it up at US Bank Stadium. Yep. I think I think he's gonna it, that's gonna be my favorite. I know what was the one we were talking about a few weeks ago? Um Diggs against yeah, Diggs against Jefferson. And then we also had um what was I mean we how many Slay times and it, Jefferson at one yeah, point? Slay and Jefferson. This is the one I think I'm most like excited to see because I actually think Sauce Gardner is going to limit Justin Jefferson to oh 50, 50 yards. Ooh. But I only say that because they're going to recognize early that they can't go to him. They he's just too good. They're he he Justin Jefferson is only a man. Sauce Gardner is only a man, but they're both <laughs> damn good at football. So yeah. I think that it's it's going to be the the immovable mm-hmm. object runs or, or like gets hit by the unstoppable force yeah it's just going to be a clash so your sauce is going to have some great plays justin's going to have like one or two catches that are like really good but for the most part i don't think he's going to be able to do too much so they're gonna have to transition to just get kj adam Thielen, tj oh, hawkinson involved in the play there's too many weapons and there's only one sauce gardener and they're gonna have sauce on the guy that he has to cover well the problem though is dj reed is really good too bro like they mm. might be like either the, the the first or the second best cornerback duo in the league. I mean, they are at the top. They're both young, energetic. They're both lanky. They both, you know, have a knack for getting to the football, knocking the ball down, getting interceptions. That's what makes it that's what makes it tough. Yep. Cause I was feeling the same way coming into this game, age. The same exact way. Like, yo, I don't know. Especially given everything I just said about you know, the Vikings lost to the Vikings coming back and beating the Patriots, not knowing what to expect from this team. You kind of know what you're going to get from the Jets at this yeah. point. You're going to get really good defense. And Matt, and what is it? Uh, Mac White or, or Mike, Mike White? White? Is it Mike yeah. White is going to come out of no, Mac that's, White. Exactly. That, that is how bad <laughs> Zach Wilson is. We have a guy that we don't even know his name. Literally. His starting quarter. He came in and in generic. one drive scored more points than... <laughs> than Zach Wilson had in like three weeks. Yes. He was more productive on one drive than he was in three weeks. How bad is he? How bad is Zach Wilson? He's not seeing the field at all. He's missing wide open receivers, overthrows, underthrows, and then he's not taking any accountability for anything. And I think that's the biggest issue. issue. That's that's the biggest issue. Like he's he's losing the locker room. He's losing his teammates because he knows he's not playing well and he just won't say, hey, look, guys, I'm not playing well. I have to be better. I will work on being better. Yeah. Instead, hey, do you owe your defense anything after they had a great game and you didn't know offense? No. What? No, you just what? He I, just had his hoodie up and pouted on the sideline the come, whole game in the rain. I, come sit down, young fella. Come sit on this bench. Come sit down. Because yeah. <laughs> that's 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 crazy. Yeah. But Mike White can come in, and I'm not saying he's going to throw for 300 yards or anything like that. He might. He might. But yeah. he, he might. He yeah. might. But he, no, he, he might because last year he, he got thrown in for a game. He was playing well. He had the most yardage that week of all quarterbacks. 
He's yeah. I don't think he's bad. I think we just haven't seen enough of him to say that he's good. You know, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Like, like, um, you know, is he like a is he a less handsome Jimmy G? Like a backup that can come in and just light it up for you. And I also I say that I don't know what Mike White looks like. He might also be a GQ model, but <laughs> I don't. I'm not mm. sure what he looks like either. So yeah. don't feel bad. We'll assume he is. I, a, Mike White sounds like the guy when you load in for Madden, and it's like create a pro. That's the default name that you have, <laughs> Mike White. Mike much, White, yeah. and you you accidentally yeah. hit the like accept button. You're like, ah, oh, god dang it! Now I gotta go back and redo that. I'm stuck with Mike White. No, <laughs> now this Mike yeah. White might be good. Um, I'm I'm nervous. Because it's a terrible defense on one side, and for the team that I'm rooting for against a very good defense on the other side. So, um, Jason, do you do yeah. you have any thoughts? Yeah, I, it's I, I'm I'm with you guys. It, it's you don't really know what to expect. Um, this Jets team is riding high behind this guy for sure. You can tell. I mean, sure they they destroyed the Bears and it was rainy and like whatever, but. You can kind of tell, like, and that game was actually on locally here in town, so I got to actually check out a decent amount of that Bears-Jets game. You could tell there was just kind of a renewed energy with that team, especially with how they played against the Patriots the week before, only putting up three points, losing in heartbreak with that punt return touchdown. You could tell, like, that team was rallying behind this guy. So if that momentum carries over into this week, that might be an issue for the Vikings. Now... Perhaps there might be an emotional. I mean, we talked about emotional letdowns a lot the last couple of weeks. Maybe that happens here with the Jets because maybe they're riding high after just an absolute beatdown of the Bears, and maybe they think, okay, yeah, this is this is a guy where you can ride high with him. Maybe we get a little fat and happy a little bit. Maybe, maybe. Although the Jets really shouldn't be taking things too much for granted, no, considering what they have been doing. I mean, if that's and I think Robert Sala is a really good coach, really good coach. Uh, he's probably the best coach they have had since Rex Ryan for sure. Probably, yeah. For sure. So I think you'll get them ready. I'm just leaving that potential open because I see so many emotional letdowns with my own team in the past that I can't help potentially but bring that into the conversation. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, the Vikings injury issues in the secondary only lead me to believe that, again, any team will be able to continue to pass on them. Uh, we don't know the status of Caleb Evans out uh, yet. We know that Andrew Booth is gone. Uh, apparently, Harrison Smith is questionable. I don't really know what the issue is there. Hopefully, he's going to be okay. Um, but, yeah, we'll we'll really see. In terms of the running game, though, for the Jets, Michael Carter is questionable, and I really don't know how many other running backs they have besides him. I know that Brees Hall, the really, really talented running back, he tore his ACL a couple weeks ago. He's on my he was on my fancy team, and that was really, really, was really disappointing. He, he was, was really good. That, he was that really, really, really good. That really so, hurt. Um, I, I really don't know what the Jets will be able to offer in terms of a run game here. And so that's something I'm definitely going to be um, watching for sure. Um, but, you know, actually, the, the one guy I'm super worried about is Garrett Wilson. Uh, he has been lights out the last couple of weeks. He's he been, been arguably, I mean, Chris Olave has probably been the best of the rookie class of these wide receivers, but Garrett Wilson is right there, and he had a monster game last week. Also, Elijah Moore finally uh, showed life in some capacity, so now maybe he might get into the good graces. So Mike White came in, and yeah. he's doing the easy things, man. Yes. He's hitting the, the guys that are open. He's taking the making the smart plays, the smart passes, taking yep. a check down when it's there, throwing it yeah. downfield when it's there. Like he's, he's just 
He but just he, seems yeah. so much more composed. But he's still a backup quarterback, gosh darn it. Man, and the Vikings I, should dude. take care of business against these guys if they're a good team, which besides, I think they are. Besides this game, and I know Zach Wilson was was taken very early in the draft a couple mm-hmm. years ago, but or was that last year? Was that last year or the year before? Two year, it was two, two years, years ago, ago at this point? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. I really want to see what he does the rest of the season because I don't think you put Wilson back in the lineup at any point. I can't. I wouldn't. Not now. So no. I really, I'm really interested in seeing how well Mike White is the rest of the year because if he's impressive and he takes that starting job, I mean, man, that that's it's got t- it's got a little Taylor Heineke kind it of. It does. It reeks of a Taylor Heineke but situation. But he looks like he's better than Ooh. Taylor Heineke. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he looks have... like he's he like he, less he, turnover he prone. can make yes, less turnover prone and he looks like he can make he can make more throws down the field. It mm-hmm. seems like. But hey, we we still need to see we we need to see more. We need yep. to see more. I need the run game to get going in this game too because for Dalvin, what did he have like 22 carries and only like 42. 42 yards or yeah. something in that pass. Yeah, that's that's unacceptable. We, we we need to get him going. And in terms of a run defense for uh, the Jets, I don't I don't think they're terrible. Yeah, no, I mean the, the Vikings have a better run defense of the Jets. The Jets are averaging around 115 per game. So I, I would I would like the Vikings to match that for sure. Um, because yeah, I, I would really like them to run and ground. Anytime the Vikings have a game where they don't run the ball pretty consistently, I always want that next game to really just be about that. Even though, I mean, Quinnen Williams is an absolute beast on that defensive line for the Jets. He might be like one of the most underrated defensive players in all the league. He doesn't get talked is, about enough. That's and for that's sure. any place for the Jets, which is surprising. You think he'd get more uh, love and prep and stuff like that, but he just that. For whatever reason, it, it's all about Sauce Gardner out there on that defense. And DJ right Reed, the, the whole, yep. the secondary itself, the entire secondary, I believe is top mm-hmm. tier. Mm-hmm. I think it's top tier, and because like I said, DJ Reed is a monster too. Man, he's not quite Sauce, but like statistically, they're kind of neck and neck, man. Mm-hmm. Like so, it, it's yeah. I have been thinking about this game since <laughs> we had a little extra time. Yeah, and, yeah, and and I've been like back and forth on my prediction on this game. For so long now, I still don't really know which way to sway because every time I picked against the Vikings, with the exception of the Eagles game, I have been wrong. So it's hard for me to pick against the Vikings again. But this Jets defense, man, I just don't know. But, but we said the same thing about the Pats defense. You know what I mean? It's That's just, true. That is true. But any given Sunday, and this is the most any given Sunday team, I swear, in all of football. Jeez. You know? Uh well, shall we shall we get into the predictions then? Should we just force our hands and just rip the Band-Aid off and get it over with? Yes, you guys go first. Okay. You guys well, go first. Okay. Um, <laughs> sure. I'll, I'll start here. I'll start. I'll let you guys think about it a little bit. Oh, Chaz Surratt plays for the Jets. How about that? He's questionable. Sorry, I don't know why I brought that up. He used to play for the Vikings. Uh, anywho. Oh, Mike White, Mike White, Mike White. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Are you going to carry over that momentum from the last week? Or are you going to have maybe a little bit of an emotional let down because, you know, you came in, you maybe didn't expect to be a starter. And now, oh, yeah, you think maybe, oh, yeah, this is my team. We're going to rally around and we're going to run into the season. We're going to run into the playoffs. How will this be against the Vikings? Well, I think the Jets might be, you know, in for perhaps a little bit of a wake up call. I am going to pick the Vikings to win this game. Um, I expect the Vikings to get to that 115 for the run. I really do. I, I want them to do that. I want I want Dalvin to have a great game. I'd like Alexander Madison to have a great game. Uh, if Kane Wangwu, you know, look, 
he is a kick return specialist, no Definitely. doubt about it. And he is one of the best in the league. I believe Thursdays was his third of his career so far. Um, I would love to see him maybe get involved in the offense somehow, even though that hasn't happened yet. I doubt that will happen in this game. It's just whenever he flashes, it's just like, oh my gosh, like what maybe could he be doing on offense? But he probably won't get involved. So it'll probably just be Cook and Madison and that'll be just fine. I would really, really, really love to see uh, KJ Osborne again have a big game. I've been asking for that for weeks. I believe he only had like two targets in this last game against the Patriots. And you know, the Vikings, you know, they put up pretty good, decent offensive numbers. So to me, it's a little disappointing that he didn't get uh, involved in that. I don't know how much we can expect of him to keep going, uh, if, if we can expect much of him to really have much of a big game here. Um, it won't be as high scoring as the uh, Patriots game. I'm going to say the Vikings definitely will. I don't think they'll get in the 30s. They'll definitely think they'll keep it in the 20s here. So I'm going to say the Vikings are going to win 28. But the Jets will definitely get 20 points for sure. Every Vikings team that they will play now for the rest of the season will score at least 20 points on the team. Mark my word. I will say 28 to let's go with 23, 28, 23 Vikings. All right. I this is going to be a close one once again. Once again, it's going to be a close one. Um, the defenses are going to be one. I'm just so nervous about the Jets defense. I'm just so nervous. <laughs> Man, I, you know, the Vikings might start hot like normal, but then it's like you get out of those scripted plays and we've seen like that lull. Mike White's going to slice and dice a little bit. So I, I think it's going to come close down to the fourth quarter. I don't know why, but I have a feeling this is going to be one of those games where the Vikings are. Like you, you just beat the Patriots prime time Thanksgiving seven o'clock. And now you're going to lose to the jets. The it jets. would make sense. Ugh. When you put it, it that just, way, it just puts a disgusting taste in my mouth. The, ugh, the jets, you lost mm. the jets. 23, 20 New York jets. Woo-hoo. I love it. Oh man. I love it. Ugh. What are you going to do artists guys? Oh, I'm also going with the Jets. Oh, <laughs> I'm also going with the Jets. I'm the homer this week. Okay. Um, It's just a tough matchup, I feel like. You know, the Jets, again, have one of the best secondaries in football. Um, arguably the best, maybe second best, and in the entire NFL. The Vikings really love to throw the football. You know, they don't like handing the ball off too much to Dalvin Cook. And, you know, from what we've seen. They like to air it out even against some of the best defenses. And, you know, with Sauce on Jefferson and DJ Reek, you know, on whoever he needs to be on, maybe Thielen, you know, maybe, you know, maybe throw him on um, Hawkinson from time mm. to time, you know, just switch up the matchups in there. Maybe you throw, you throw Sauce on Hawkinson from time to time just to throw things off and throw DJ Reed over on Jefferson. Things can get really dicey. We've seen this team you know, battle from behind a lot. This is not a team you want to battle from behind against because that defense is really hard to score on. They limited Buffalo to 17. They limited the Packers to 10 points. They limited the Dolphins to 17 points. I mean, some of the best offenses in the league have not been able to get it going recently. The The Pats scored 10. The Bears scored um, 10. So this defense is elite, and I think it'll just be too much. I think it'll be too much. On the flip side of things, Offensively, the Jets aren't the best, but we just saw Mac Jones slice up this defense. 
So yep. it's hard for me to think that Mike White coming off of a hot game can't do the same. He has yep. some receivers to throw the football to. I think he has better weapons out there than New England has out there. Yes. So sure. I, I just think that this is just a rough matchup. I think the Vikings do bounce back after this, of course, and we'll get to that at a later date. But I do have the Jets winning this game. I don't think the Vikings will put up a ton of points in this game. I have the Jets winning. I don't think either either either, uh, either team can put up a lot of points. Wow. I, I, oh, this is tough, man. But I got the Jets. I say 23. Vikings 20. AJ also picked 23. You're going to keep that? No, You're both I, picking 23? Did you say 23-20? I, I, lo- I love where your head's at. I love where your head's at, yeah. Wait, I have. I feel like I have to change it now. I didn't, I didn't hear this. I have to change it now. Strip it three either way. You know, 26 or... No, so, wait, what did you say again, Artis? I said 23-20. to 20. Okay, yeah, yeah, AJ said 23-20. You can't, you can't both have 23 I know. 20. I got I to gotta change it now. I got to change, change it now. Yeah. You do like 17-14 I had, or 27 I was thinking maybe 17-14. Oh wow. I'll go th- man. Yeah, I'll yeah, I'll go 17-14. Wow. I'll go 17-14. I got to admit, I thought I admit I thought you guys were going to have more faith in this team it's, coming it, into this week. I really did. It's really hard. I think it's more so I'm just a big believer in the Jets defense. I hear and you. I've seen them really step up in big games. I think this is a big game for them. Um they're fighting, you know, in a division to to come out on top of that. You still got the Dolphins in there. You still got the Bills in there. So they're right in the mix. They can't really afford a loss right now. And the Vikings, I mean, they're going for the number one seed, but they got the division on lock right now. And I don't think they're going to, you know, finish the season with only two losses. Mm-hmm. I think at some point another another loss is going to come. I think this week is probably the week. Okay. I'm, it's crazy me and AJ on the same, <laughs> same wavelength, though. Stealing the scores. Tough. Totally stole I didn't hear the score, there. though. I didn't, uh-huh. I didn't hear the score. I was uh-huh. trying to think uh-huh. of how I wanted to get this across. Because uh-huh. last time I picked against the Vikings, I got uh-huh. called a clown uh-huh. and all these crazy names. So, listen, guys, I'm sorry, <laughs> but I got to go with my gut here. Okay. Got to go with my no, gut. I, 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 might, I might be going. I'm not going for the wink, wink. I'm not going for the reverse jinx or anything here. So, um, I, I, I am a big believer in the Jets defense. I think people are going to be shocked. I like by, by halftime, it's going to be the, is Mike white really outplaying her cousins? Like something like that conversation is going to be had. Mm. Um, I don't know. I like, I just have that bad feeling, but also, like I said, you know, not totally wink, wink, not a wink, wink, reverse jinx. So, yeah. um, 23, 10, uh, 23, 20 jets. Yeah, and it, it actually should be mentioned, too, before we move on to some Timberwolves conversation. The Vikings can clinch the North this weekend. Uh, the Lions have to lose, too. We got to win. But they, I mean, they can wrap up the division in week 13. Or is it week 12? Is it week 12? Or is it week 13? I think week it's 13. week 13. It week yeah. 13. Uh, teams don't really wrap up divisions that early. It's pretty crazy. I mean, that's the state of the NFC North right now. It's just... It's a bad division, and the Vikings are taking absolute advantage of that. But um, moving forward, that would be something I would like keep an eye on because you don't want a team to like you know put their feet up maybe a little bit too much because you know that can maybe happen to a team that clinches a little bit too early potentially. I mean, but at the same time, I kind of want to just get things wrapped up as quickly as possible, right, guys? Yeah. Just get that division wrapped up and just mm-hmm. like 
call ourselves the kings of I mean, the north. It's and then, not, I mean, it's not like they don't have time. I mean, nobody's catching up, though. That's the thing, too. So right. It's like, you know, it's like thought, they're going to wrap it up at some I, point, if not this weekend, next maybe, weekend or weekend maybe after. maybe the Packers, maybe we're going to put up a decent fight on your Eagles there for a hot minute. I mean, they were matching them up. That was a man. The that, Eagles that first half of football was awesome, by they, the way. It, that it was, was fun. That was, was a great. fun half of football. It was great. Maybe not great for me. Yes. But it was It was great. It's just, I mean, he was pretty much almost shot to hand these guys the game. I mean, he tried to go for it in their own territory and couldn't get two QB sneaks in a row. And then A.J. Brown, don't know what's up with him lately, fumbling the ball like crazy. I'm kidding. You spotted Aaron Rodgers about 13, 14 points right there. That's what he did. They they spotted them some points right there. And from that point forward, even freaking um, Jordan Love came in Throwing dots I out know, there, man. Yeah, man. Of, literally got back in the game the with Eagles, that dime to Watson. The yeah. Eagles have to get healthy. That's what I will say. The Vikings, man. I, I know a lot of Eagles fans think that this is all wrapped up for the number one seed, but it's He's, not. No, nope, no, nope, it's nope, not, nope, man. Nope, like nope, they nope, got to nope. get healthy because yep. this defense is looking. He's looking shaky week to week. He just lost C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not on IR, so I think he's going to be out probably about two, three weeks, but he's out for enough time to lose a couple games. So, hey, they, hey, hey. It's, hey, it's not wrapped up. The Vikings nope. still are well within this thing um, and could snatch it up. And that is your weekly Eagles update from Artis Woods. Yes, we got sir. Yes, in the Texas sir. squad every uh, single week. Who yes, are they, who, who are but they it's playing? related to the Vikings, though, because you it are is. competing We're for the one seed. Th- this is a perfect time. For us to be hosting a podcast with you, considering the the allegiances to our fan bases, yes. this is this works out perfectly. So, all right, let's move on to the Minnesota Timberwolves because, uh, man, uh, we were we were pretty excited after uh, last week's uh, Timberwolves performance. They had a really good week, and then this next week, just uh, uh, another whirlwind. Artists, uh, let's start with the big thing: Carl Anthony Towns. He's going to be out four to six weeks with a calf strain now. Uh, you know, we'll we'll see how you know how long that actually is. If that's actually closer to the four weeks or to the six weeks, obviously Timberwolves aren't going to have him for quite a while. But I, I got to admit, artists, the first pretty much thought that popped into my head when I heard the news, besides, oh, geez, dang it, that that really sucks for Carl. I feel bad for him. That's awful. I honestly, then my next thought though was just like, could the Timberwolves actually be better because of this? Well, I will say this. The Timberwolves will be better defensively, I believe. Yeah. I think that they will definitely be better. Uh, I think you, they got Kyle Anderson starting tonight. And he's a better defender than Cat. He's not. He doesn't bring the scoring punch and all of that. He doesn't get the same amount of rebounds. But he's the hustle guy. He's a great defensive player. And, you know, teams are going to have to, you know, now game plan for a smaller lineup, yeah. which is, you know, something that, hey, we're going to see at some point, right? Um, I hate to see Carl go down though. This I don't think this makes the Timberwolves better yeah, you're as right. a basketball team because the Carl Anthony Towns brings so much to the table. You know, he gets the rebounds, he scores points. Um, you know, he's he's still debatably the best player on the team. Mm-hmm. To me, it's between him and Ant. And I mean, you can still say Cat is still yep. the best player on the on the basketball team. And so it's going to hurt, but you will learn a lot about the depth of your basketball team. You'll learn a lot about how your team looks without a star and if they have to step up and play bigger roles in the playoffs or later on in the season, you'll know if they can do it. Because mm-hmm. this is, even though it's very early, still a, a critical time to not drop a bunch of games in a row without yeah. Cat. Guys have to step up. And and get those rebounds and score those points, um, but their defense, um, their defense, it should be better. Mm-hmm. These last yeah. couple games with Cat has been awful again, awful yeah. again. But it should be better now without Cat on the floor at least. And and I should rephrase. No, the Timberwolves aren't going to be a better team without Carl Anthony Towns. I shouldn't have said it that way because yes, there is a statistical output that you will just not be able to match now that Carl is gone. 
um, both from an offensive and a defensive standpoint. There's a little give and take here, like you said. Even though we lose a lot with him offensively, we maybe gain a little bit by not having him out on the floor defensively. Um, More or less what I meant by that statement is that I'm curious about how this affects the locker room for the next month or so. Mm. Um, Sure, like Carl's going to be there. He's going to be sitting on the bench and stuff like that. I'm assuming he's going to be very present as a teammate and stuff like that, but... We're still wondering about the chemistry of this team, Artis. It is still a below 500 team. We are questioning this Rudy Gobert trade by each passing day. And with each passing day, it does honestly look worse and worse and worse. And so, and and obviously there have been, you know, public tensions that have come to light, you know, between teammates of this team that just make us go, okay, like how close is this group actually? And we even question just, you know, the body language and just how this team looks when they're out on the court. Now, right now, they're putting a good fight on the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, they're winning this game right now, and um, that's that's really encouraging. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to be watching these kinds of things with this team for the next few weeks. I'm going to be seeing, you know, you know, how is this body language going to be looking for this team without Carl now? Because I think if we, I mean, fair or not fair, if we could pinpoint – you know, where some of the drama manifests for this team, it's from Carl Anthony Towns. That's very true. You know, he has has said things unprompted about his his teammates this year that he didn't need to, and it's made us question all this kind of stuff. Um, What I'm also very intrigued to look at the next four to six weeks, I'm curious how this team will be officiated. Because I got to tell you, Artis, it probably will make a bit of a difference to not have a guy out on the court who complains every single time he doesn't get a call. Like, fair or not fair, when you see a player doing that, a referee is going to probably also have his decision-making affect that player's teammates as well. If he sees Carl complaining, he might not officiate ref in the same fairness is what I'm trying to say. You know what I mean? Because, That's a very valid point. You know what I mean? Because he sees this guy on the Timberwolves complaining a lot, so he may not fairly referee other Timberwolves players. That might be very true. Yeah. But my my whole thing, though, is like with or without that, man, they got this is a time where they got to buckle down as a team in ball. They got a they got a ball. We need more and from maybe, Ant in this moment. We need more yeah. from D'Lo in this moment. And maybe, yes, maybe this does bring that out of them. Maybe, like you said, to your point, there's less complaining to the refs. Guys are getting back on defense faster. Guys are have a different level of hustle and tenacity. And then it'll be it will be great if they could go on a winning streak and Carl Anthony Townsend come back and just slide right right back into that coaster. Hopefully he wouldn't change it back for the negative like how he kind of was. Not saying he was a complete cancer. Not saying anything like that. But you know, when it comes to c- the complaining to the refs and stuff like that, you know, if that can come to a cease, you know, it it, it could be helpful when he comes back. I will say this though, Ant kind of does it too though. And now he's not doing it as much as Cat, and no. I don't know if it's just like he's just kind of mimicking what he sees Cat doing. But, that, but that's the thing. That's what I'm trying to like. That's my point is that maybe without the influence of Carl and seeing how Carl goes about his business on the court for about a month or so, maybe that alters the behavior of this team, and maybe it helps them. I just, I again, we don't know to the extent of how much damage. Cat has done in the locker room for this team. Right. We, we, we just don't. And we, we might never know. And so I, I can't help but to be curious of just how, what the chemistry is going to be like. Is it going to make a difference? Who's going to be, who's going to be the voice is the real question. Well, because I feel like Cat well, has okay. been the voice. You know what I mean? But we Kat got, has been the here's voice. the issue though. We got guys like Austin Rivers 
stepping up and saying, I got to be the guy that takes people under my wing and I got to let people. Why is Austin Rivers having to do that? Yeah. He's a he's a he's a fringe free agent player we brought in. Isn't that on the responsibility of the core of these players like like Cat and Delo and Gobert and even Ant to an extent? Why is Austin Rivers the guy that needs to step up and say I'm going to be the leader for this team? That's an issue. That's a great question. That's a huge issue. That's a great question. Cuz that's not his responsibility. He's on a one-year contract. Yeah. And I know that was I know that I know that Pat Bev did that last year, but Pat but Bev naturally, is just a whole different personality, though. And that's, you know what I mean? That's naturally who Pat Bev is. That's yeah. who he's been throughout the course of his career. So he came to this team with that role already, or that role already kind of instilled in him. He yeah. knew, hey, I'm not gonna bring a lot on offense, but I'm gonna bring everything I can on defense. I'm gonna make the, the, the big play, I'm gonna hit the big shots, I'm gonna do what I can to help this ball club. But really, this is about my voice. Really, this is about me holding cats accountable and and helping them play the right way getting to the mm-hmm. loose boss hustle tenacity you know feisty on defense that's what it's about I don't to your point Austin Rivers doesn't strike me as that type of guy I don't think he's ever been the voice of a locker room and I could be wrong yeah, and, and you know but I, mean, I don't think that's yeah. really who he is so I know that's going to be kind of weird and kind of un- unorthodox in itself if he's going to step into that role they bro it, it it's it's still not on him though it's not and it's and it's I, I think it kind of sucks that Ant has to be this guy because he's still very new in the league. But I really think he's going to have to be that guy for this team. I've been saying this since the start of the year. I think he's going to have to be that guy that steps up like, yo, I'm holding people. Not only am I, you know, propelling my games to new height or my game to new heights, but I'm also holding these guys accountable and getting in their face when yeah. I need to get in their face no, and, yeah. and getting these guys to play you know, with a certain level of tenacity that is going to take the win basketball games. You were just in the playoffs, so you felt how that is. You know how hard it is now to win in the postseason. And so set the example. Go out there. Don't complain to the refs like you said. Get to the loose balls. Hustle. Get the rebounds. I think he's doing a lot of that tonight to give him credit. Mm-hmm. But he's he has, he has to be that guy. He now has to pick up. There's so much weight, I believe, now on his shoulders because there's not a ton of guys out here on the on the Timberwolves that can put up a ton of points and match what Carl Anthony Towns was able to do. Yeah, and you know what? It's I, it's year three for Ant. It's fair to like hold him even more accountable now. I mean, sure, yeah. he, he's twenty one years old and he's still very very young. But like, like you just said, I'm. It's year three. He can get in somebody's face if he wants to. I'd be I'd be fine with that. Um, and you know, to the extent where he feels comfortable doing that right now, you know, I don't really know. And who knows? Maybe Chris Finch doesn't even want him to do that kind of stuff. We, maybe we, not. We, we don't really know. But um, they need that. But they, they need, need that. that. They need that. And it needs to. It needs to come from somebody other than Austin Rivers. And you know what? I mean, we can't. Not that Austin Rivers can't be that guy. Let's not discredit them. He actually we can't forget who his dad is. Right. Right. He, right, right. he knows. He knows coaching. I'm not saying he would be a good coach or anything like that. But he at least has been around coaching his entire life. He, he probably knows what is good and what isn't, and obviously his dad is one, his dad is one of the more accomplished head coaches in all of basketball. So it's not like him's. It's not like I completely discount when he talks. You know what I mean? When Austin Rivers actually says something, it's like okay, I'll listen. But I was even my ears perked up even more when I heard what he was saying because I'm like, why? Why is this guy the one who's saying this? <laughs> yeah. Why is D'Lo not saying? And this? I don't. Why and is I, Kat I don't not mean that. And not that Cat hasn't said that kind of stuff, but I think it's just come off as a little bit. A little bit fake, and, and, and if like, you think about it, genuine, and so you just don't really know like how much of lead, how many leadership qualities he actually has. And know? the thing about it is, like, it, it has to be somebody that has. And this is no disrespect to Austin Rivers; I think he's a fantastic player, but it has to be somebody that kind of has that cachet, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. 
Pat Bev had that cachet. I've been to the playoffs multiple times. I've been a voice of multiple locker rooms already. Yeah. This is who I am. You guys know why you brought me here. And they expected that from, from Pat B. Well, Anthony Edwards is, again, arguably the best player on the team. If he's going to talk, they're going to listen. Mm. I'm not sure... Austin Austin Rivers is going to be listened to as much yeah. as a Pat Bev or even a cat or an ant or somebody else that's, you know. Yeah, I hear you. You know what I mean? I, I don't want to yeah, call for Austin no, yeah, Rivers. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But it's just, I, I think no. there's there's a certain respect factor that's in there too. Like you have to be a certain somebody to be the voice of a locker room. Right. You know what I mean? Like guys yeah. got to want to listen. Guys got to, oh, he's speaking. Oh, let me hear what he has to say. Yeah. And we're, we're still wondering that. We still are. And, like, I mean, some of that also falls on the coach, too, to an extent. And, my goodness, I, I mean, I cut up these Chris Finch press conferences, man. He just, like, he sounds so disheveled <laughs> through all these games. Yeah. He's like, oh, my God, these guys, again, the transition defense was just absolutely terrible. Which, by the way, the transition defense just keeps yeah, man. sucking every night. It Sorry be, to it be, be honest, but it now, is. It should be what? a little better now, though. You play, play smaller, yeah, get back on defense. yeah. Because I, th- I think, yeah, I think I mean, yeah, because I think Rudy di- does a better job of getting back than Carl did because Rudy doesn't sit back and complain to refs for a good five seconds. He actually gets back on defense because Rudy's a professional to an extent. Anyway, um, <laughs> but they're winning against the Grizzlies right now. They're putting up a good fight. Hopefully they, again, I'm very interested to see what the momentum will be like for this team the next couple, for the next month or so. Um, they got the Thunder after this. Um Pacers too. I think we probably won't get it. A, yeah, we actually probably will be able to talk that Pacers game next week too. So let's just string together some wins here. Um, it might be tough to weather this Carl Storm at first because again, you're losing a ton of statistical output there. But in terms of an attitude, in terms of an attitude, I'm very interested to see what this locker room is going to be um, shaping up to be over the next few weeks w- without Carl. Very true. I, it'll be a it'll be a good litmus test. It will. It will. And I, I think and I think it has a chance to reveal a lot. I think it does. We'll see. Uh, we got to move on to a little bit of uh, hockey talk. Busy before we, before we do, you oh, were yes. talking about the, the <laughs> Austin Rivers in the, in the lineup or in the mm-hmm. locker room, like his voice. And the only thing I yeah. can think of an artist, you maybe have seen this because you're on TikTok, Jason. I don't believe you are fully yet. It's no, that, it's that sound where it's like, listen up, guys. Coach is right. <laughs> it's on us. If we want to win, we've got a man up. Like that's what right. I picture when I when I, I'm not a huge basketball guy, but I know Austin Rivers. That's what yeah. I picture. Guys, come on, dig deep. <laughs> like Mickey Mouse giving a pep talk. And they like, man, whatever, man. Like I guess, hey, like well, they listening, yeah, but they're not at, really listening. You know what I mean? At least, but again, at least somebody's doing it. And somebody has room. to do at it. At least yes. somebody's somebody doing it. If do it. it's not going to be at, if, fine. Austin River. He like he likes Mighty Ducks too. So I, I I think we need to listen to Austin Rivers. Anyway, speaking of Mighty Ducks, speaking of hockey, uh the Minnesota Wild, uh an interesting week, couple wins mixed in and a loss as well, but I think uh one of the biggest stories coming out of the week and actually this kind of happened right after we recorded last week's podcast was that they made a trade. Trade for a forward, uh, Mr. Uh, Ryan Reeves, the former New York Ranger in St. Louis Blue. I believe he also played for the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, I believe his reputation is considered to be one of the most hard-hitting enforcers in all of hockey. He's definitely going to be bringing an edge to this team. And I remember the Wild playing against those Blues teams like in uh, 2016 when Ryan Reeves was on that team and he was out there just busting people up and stuff like that. So this guy is definitely going to bring an attitude to this team and uh, hopefully and that's them about a it. Little, 
That's about. That's yeah, about maybe all not a lot of an for. offensive spark, but you know, maybe a decent locker room presence. A guy that's gonna, you know, you know, uh, defend. Uh, you know, when somebody goes after Krill, you know, you got Ryan Reeves backing you up now, so you got that. Before I make my initial statement on the trade, I, I, I would, I need to do it because I'm, I make this every time <laughs> I watch, like every ESPN show or Fox Sports One show or whatever. I understand that I am currently sitting in a room in my house speaking into my laptop like I, I I don't play professional hockey I'm not that athletic the most athletic thing I thing I do is I play competitive wiffle ball in the summer times so I understand Ooh. like where I sit on the rankings for this but as a comparing <laughs> but. but but comparing him to other NHL players Ryan Reeves simply is just not good at hockey uh. he's just not good at hockey I, he's not going to bring anything to the lineup other than physical play, other than penalty minutes, hits. <laughs> that's about it. Yeah. He, he's not. He's not doing too much other than that. And I understand. I I'm a huge like. Once again, I know where I am. I made a living off my teams growing up, being the locker room guy. <laughs> I'm I'm that glue guy. I get it. <laughs> but it comes with a price and a fifth round pick. <laughs> not the price like the 35 year old guy who openly has admitted that he's just trying to you know he he wants to play well so he can get another year in the league and he you know he's not ready to call it quits yet he knows the road comes to an end at some point he just simply doesn't fix in my mind what the issues and you're not going to fix what the issues were for this team or are even still for this team for a fifth round pick so i'm Mm -hmm. not saying that like he was brought in to do that because he's not he's not um he brought in to play a sick playlist in the locker room pregame go out there and chuck some knucks if somebody bumps into Kirill or something along those lines and you know probably crush a few hot dogs in the in the press box when he's a healthy um, scratch so <laughs> I, I you know it, it he doesn't have a single point yet this season it, it i don't expect that to change for quite some time <laughs> I don't expect that to change for quite some time. He like, I just, I just don't like some of the things that he's gone about doing in in the league. Like um, when the wild played the Knights in the playoffs, I forget what year it is now, but a couple years back, but I, I think I tweeted like you just let Ryan Reeves score on you in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. You're not winning this series. Um, There was an issue. I want to say it was last year, two years ago. He was, playing they were playing against the the avalanche or something like that he like need a guy who was down like like yeah. he like rested his knee on a guy's head who was down as he just like i just I, maybe and people can change obviously so maybe he doesn't do that stuff anymore but I, it's just it's that's a lasting impression like, yeah you know you have a reputation when you have a whole wikipedia section on your page dedicated to your plain style as they call it and it's just yeah. a list of I mean, him like just being an enforcer and like doing all these kind of things um yeah he, he he's injured like he's had like he's injured players in the playoffs um you're so, talking about that one in the playoffs too with um when he was with vegas as well yeah he's um he, he's he's a bruiser um yeah but it, it, i would imagine he's one yeah. of those guys though that he's probably like you hate to play him but you'll maybe love to have him it may it, just in terms of attitude again there's no statistical output with this guy zero no, points um, a negative 5 differential 14 penalty minutes like you you you're only bringing this guy in for a locker room camaraderie right i want to see if i can find it here here we go um jay fresh on twitter 
is um he 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 tweets out like hockey player cards, very statistical sure. stuff. Uh, prior to the season, he had I, this is going to be tough to like describe because it's just a lot of numbers. But in terms of um, offensive war, he is projected in the zero percentile. <laughs> oh boy, defensive war fifty eight. So sure, all right. But the I'll only thing that he does well, according to this, like goals second percentile uh big chances seventh percentile like there's nothing really there that's notable like uh yeah. in zone shot assist 19 that's not good hits 100th percentile that is the only thing that shows up that's above 19 that he's just he he doesn't bring a lot to the actual like facet of we're gonna play hockey he hits um but that with all that being said and my prior uh <laughs> impressions of him as a hockey player and what he brings to certain teams i do trust bill Guerin, so i'm gonna give it a chance his debut was not great i i nope. hated every second that he was on the ice <laughs> um it, which wasn't a lot and it should be a lot because of you know who he is um and and his play style but you know it, in my mind 10 seconds on the ice is probably 10 too many uh but <laughs> It, like, it just could go change. out there and hit it, a guy. That's change. all you do. And honestly, I'm I'm very easily swayed. So if he if Kirill gets hit and he goes and beats the pulp out of some guy who mm-hmm. touched him, my mind's probably going to change a little bit. But as of right now, and I and other fans, I've seen I've seen a lot of people, especially on like wild Minnesota Wild Twitter. He he hadn't even played a second yet. He hadn't even suited up. He tweeted out like the "Hey guys, I'm here in mini and." Uh, you know, can't wait. Oh, did know, he the, say the, mini? Uh-oh. Yeah. Well, that, I don't care about that. Uh-oh. But you know, neither do I. Video, well, I don't know why people are like, insecure about that. I'm, I'm, I'm leading the like, I super fan. I'm a huge fan. Love him. Love him. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm Ryan Reeves fan club. Let's pump the brakes because that doesn't fix any of the problems that this team has had. <laughs> um, you got Mark uh, Andre Fleury back. Speaking of problems yep. that you had, he's back. He looked fine. Phil Gustafson actually really impressed me in the time that yeah. he had to step up and be the number one goaltender. Um. Marco Rossi is sent down and in his first action, he has three points. It took him all of a blink of an eye to light it up in the AHL. Believe it or not, he is still good at hockey. He just, I don't know what's going on at the big club level. Um, Sam, I'm assuming he's on the top lines in Iowa now, right? Yeah. He's playing first line now. And that is, I mean, and I don't know exactly who it is with, but like, yeah, I I think this was probably a necessary move just for this exact thing for him to just go down there and get hot. Yeah, you know what and I mean. I feel bad for him because, like, he before too. getting set down, he had a quote. He was talking to a journalist that was, you know, he thinks that he, it may, and who knows if it was like a, I just don't want to go back there, or if he actually feels this way. But mm. he said something along the lines of he felt he was learning more, um, being with the big club, which understandable for a sure. guy who he he's twenty one. He missed an entire year of development. Right. with his myocarditis or I'm not a doctor. So, but the heart condition that he had, he's going to be fine for everybody out there panicking, saying the ninth overall pick was a bust. He's, he's fine. We're he, essentially, he's a 20 year old developing. Yeah. Um, but Sam Steele's up on the top line as one center uh, right now. Jordan Greenway is back. They're looking better. Um, and I They're hate getting healthier. How, I hate how the NHL has scheduled this. Because they have had, yeah. I'm on three days now. This is the third night in a row without Minnesota Wild Hockey on. Um, but then next week, it's a whirlwind. In the, in the next week and a half, mm-hmm. they play six games. 
I'm yep. super excited for that. Um, two games at home, so they got Edmonton tomorrow, and that's going to be a real test because Connor McDavid is, you know, yep. he's the second coming of Jesus Christ, and I'm not even that religious. Um, <laughs> he he is he does. Merry Christmas, everyone. Like who? Imagine LeBron and his prime. He's better than LeBron and his prime. Yeah, at whoa, his whoa. respective sport. At his respective that, sport. No, our artist, it actually might be. He is really? a, he is the best player of like this. Do you know the names Alex Ovechkin and Sidney Crosby? Yes. You've heard those names? Yes. This guy probably will be better than both of those guys. Wow, okay. Um, I, stand he is, I stand He down. is. Now, he doesn't win that much is why you probably like don't like. It's because you know, hockey. That's because, well, one, it's hockey. And I understand hockey's not yeah, the biggest a, draw for other people. that Like, if you're not he's fan, in Edmonton. it's a very, yeah. He plays up Canada help. too, but it's yeah. more of a team sport, which is why you know there's right. five guys on the on the floor for an NBA game. You have a rotating cast of 22 guys a night in the NHL, so right. you know mm-hmm. he can only make an impact so much. That being said, there was a stretch for like a month or two where every goal that <laughs> that his team scored, he was involved some in some fashion, mm-hmm. or like Jeez. there was or there was like oh, like six months span where every win that his team had, uh, he at least contributed in some fashion. Yep. He, He's also he, got a Dwayne Wade on his team too. Leon Dreisaitl is yep. damn near a top five player in the league as is too. Jeez. So, okay. and they finally they finally popped last season. They finally made a conference final appearance after getting bounced in the playoffs in the first year, like for several years. And McDavid's how long has McDavid been there now? Like six, seven years, something uh, like that. Seven, seven. He's I, been there yeah. a while. He's been there a while. It was definitely a conversation. Where people were kind of wondering. I mean, to an extent, kind of like LeBron in Cleveland in those first few years. Mm. Uh, people were kind of wondering, you know, how, where, where's the potential here? How far can this actually go? And actually, that, that conversation is still happening with McDavid because he still hasn't won anything yet. But the, but the Oilers are darn good. And the Wild got to play him uh, twice. Pretty much in a single week span, pretty much. Couple yeah. West Coast, uh, a couple West Coast swings coming up, though, AJ. So uh, uh, best of luck. Best of luck to your uh, morale as we as you get through uh, 9 o'clock. I'm, puck I'm drops. excited just to have Wild Hockey back on <laughs> That's TV true. or radio That's in some true. whatever fashion. Yes, um, yes. I'm, so. if, yeah, I might even make I, You know what? Honestly, I might even get a ticket to go tomorrow because I'm oh, not going to be at the game two weeks from now on Monday. So Why not? I might. Yeah. I might. I might. We'll think about it. Go go see the greats, man. Like uh, one thing I always will regret is that I never got to see like Kobe Bryant play in person. You know what I mean? But I've I've made like I've made like uh, emphasis to go see some other ones like LeBron and uh, Kevin Durant, and some other players like that. I mean, Connor McDavid is right there in terms of just like elite elite players in all sports. Yeah, go go check him out. I mean, even if he kicks the Wild's butt, you at least go get to go see a generational player. Be I'm, I'm, I'm I'm not sure they're going to just kick the wild butt like they there's <laughs> they're an oh they're a good team but they're not yeah. like they have weaknesses just like everybody else so um this will be a good telling for the wild of you know mm-hmm. you had this three ga- three day stretch if you haven't played is it three and a half essentially because they had a afternoon game on sunday against the coyotes yes um just just win first off just win get a good win um if you can get two wins before heading on the road especially anaheim who for some reason has pesky been yeah pesky pesky yeah. so far this season um that'll be a very good set for that four game road trip up through canada and i guess texas which is the dumbest mm-hmm. thing of all time why why nhl why are we sending them down to texas and then to edmonton alberta canada or sorry calgary canada what are we doing what because are we, doing? we had to wait four days to play wild hockey this week aj that's why 
like because the schedule just makes sense that way doesn't what, it? what's next hey go play in florida and then you better get out to la for a back-to-back seattle what are we doing anyway i don't know um anyway you know it, I'm, it's hockey i'm not gonna complain it's hockey it's hockey yeah hopefully we'll have a uh, good things to talk about while i got those three games oilers ducks stars that's probably what all we'll be able to talk about next week uh gentlemen that's pretty much gonna wrap things up on taxi squad another wonderful week with the boys Another confusing week for the Minnesota Vikings. We, we, we don't know what's going on anymore. We're just going to go watch the game, and we're going to hope for the best, and we're going to hopefully sound right on these predictions, except, I mean, the, you guys both picked the Jets in this game. Yeah. I'm, I'm the only one back in the Vikings, and I don't know about that. We'll, we'll, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Hopefully, um, yeah, hopefully the Timberwolves will be able to respond with Carl being out. Again, I'm going to lose a lot of statistical output there, but interested to see what the locker room is like. And, yeah, hopefully the Wild will, will be able to keep putting up some wins together here. And, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Hopefully uh, the Twins will make uh, make some signings here pretty soon. That's starting to happen in baseball. The hot stove is starting to go on, I believe. Jose Abreu is on his way to the Astros. The Astros only keep getting better. Be really great if uh, Carlos Correa could uh, resign here, but um, you know, I don't, I don't know if that's necessarily Bre- breaking news. Happen. I guess no, Ant is going it. nuclear in the fourth quarter. Yes, he is. Yes. How? What a time! What a time to be yeah, alive. Yeah, well, right now the score is 107.99 with 42 seconds left. So. Looks like they'll win this game, yes, which yes. is big without Cat on the floor. Big without Man, Cat on the floor. This, start. this is and a good start. The this is what I like to say. They're playing, they're playing the Grizzlies. Grizzlies. And good. I believe the after Grizzlies are all playoffs, healthy. After that playoff series, I think John Morant is my mortal enemy. <laughs> oh, he's so good. Oh, my you. God. He's, Weird, he's not on the floor right now in the end of the game. Anyway, hey, that's going to wrap up Taxi Squad, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, for Artist Woods and AJ Fredrickson, my name is Jason Stormer. If you could uh, give us a five-star rating on Apple, that'd be great. You can also check out Spotify. Hopefully, we reach the very top of your wrapped for 2022 podcast standings. Hopefully, we were number one. I don't see how it's possible that we weren't where everybody's favorite podcast um, but you know what? The, really, the best way to support Taxi Squad and all of Score North is to hop on our website, hop on our app, and give all of our episodes a download. That is really the best way to support the program. Again, we're actually number wonderful... three oh. on, on mine. Oh. Actually, oh. number three on mine. Hey, there oh. we go. There oh, we go. Oh, there we no, go. Got to support, um, support yeah. in-house. <laughs> yes. My, my rap was like just entirely Disney music because I literally only use my Spotify to listen to Disney music with my nieces and stuff like that. So it was like Naomi Scott from Aladdin and like some other guy. It was, it, it made no sense, but otherwise it was like Grateful Dead and Kendrick Lamar. The rest of it was pretty good. I don't know. Sounds so, good to me. Anyway, we got to get out of here. Jason Stormer, Artist Woods, AJ Fredrickson. Thank you so much for listening to the Score North Taxi Squad, everybody. We will catch you next week. Take care. Bye-bye.